What? Hey. I go hard cuz. Hey y'all. Hope you guys are doing good today. Uh, Come on in. Come on in. No, this is not Eastern Standard Time. Y'all know it takes me a minute to like get everything together. Um, Hopefully we can get through this whole live stream without it freezing up. But if it freezes up, I don't know. I don't know what to tell y'all. We'll just refresh and keep going because it's a lot to talk about. I didn't get to go live yesterday because I have, if you guys don't know, I'm throwing a New Year's Eve party here in the Twin Cities. Yes, I'm actually doing something in Minnesota. We were initially going to do it in Atlanta, but I don't, like, Atlanta doesn't scream Christmas and New Year's to me. I don't want to be somewhere where there's not snow and, you know, I know y'all got Christmas lights in the South, but it's just, I wanted my shit up here, okay? So if you are a Minnesota tea sipper or, I don't know, live in Iowa or South Dakota or something, um, and you still want, you want to come party with the tea sippers, you got to grab your ticket. We have about 25 left. Um, they sold out very quickly. Shout out to all my tea sippers who are coming from across the country. I cannot wait to see y'all. We're about to, it's about to be lit. We're about to have fun. Because, you know, anytime I do an event, it's always like a good time. So I'm really excited for y'all to come up here and see my city and go to the mall of America and stuff. So this is going to be really fun. So I have really been busy working on the party the last week. Well, it's been like a two-week process. But this week I've been working on the workbooks and just going through all our memories from 2023 when we did the event, uh, the second annual event in Atlanta. So it was it was a lot of memories and stuff. So I was like, oh my God. So I was up till like six o'clock in the morning working on the workbook. So it's gonna be fun. So if you can come, come. If you can't come, come to the next event. Um, but shout out to everybody who got a ticket, who's coming. Like I said, I can't wait to see y'all. If you're in the Twin Cities, Midwest, uh, you have to hit me up. This is not a public party. This is a private event, invite only. So hit me up to get the details. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So y'all like the hair? Thank y'all. I, I wanted to do red. Okay, it's the, you know, holiday season. <laughs> so I decided to do red. But I hope you guys are doing good. Thank y'all for always being patient with me because, child, I'll be trying to keep up. Between editing and Discord and deep dives, it's a lot. It's a lot going on in my life, okay? But, yes, it's invite only. So meaning you have to contact me to get the information for the party. This is not a public party. I don't want the whole Twin Cities there. Um, invite only, once the tickets are gone, the tickets are gone. So if you're in Minnesota, you better jump on it now. Cousins, friends, do not contact me once the tickets are sold out. It's a wrap. So I text everybody, links and in the info. So, you know, if you didn't buy your ticket in time, there's nothing I can do. But it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be food, you know, 360 booth, backdrops. It's gonna be really nice. So y'all not do nice events. I, I'm not gonna have y'all in a hole in the wall in some smoke filled room. You know what I'm saying with somebody's grandfather DJing. Y'all know how I do. I put money into my events. Um, you know, cause I like to. That's how I get back to like my real supporters. You know what I'm saying. And some people um, who want to come but they're having issues getting plane tickets. I'm, you know, buying plane tickets for people. I always do that. So I give back in my own way. It's not just, I don't need to come on social media and be like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that for, I just do it. I don't need the fanfare. So I know, you know, times are hard. So if you've been rocking with me and really been supporting me and you're having issues, you know what I'm saying? I have no problem helping out where I can. So yes, y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. It's a lot to talk about. We gonna go ahead and get into it. So y'all come on in. I know it's a Saturday. I rarely ever stream on Saturdays, but 
I wanted to stream because um, a lot of shit to talk about, child. Somebody said, can we bring our boyfriends? Yes, you can bring your significant other. You know what I'm saying? You just got to buy them a ticket. Um, you know, maybe we can convert them into being a tea sipper. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. You can definitely bring your girlfriend or, you know, husband, boyfriend. single people there too you know what i'm saying it was like uh-uh don't make this no couple shit there is gonna be a mixture there'll be some couples there'll be some single people you know what i'm saying but whatever child <laughs> somebody said you need to vlog on the oh i need to vlog on how i do my wigs i got so many wigs dini it's ridiculous i have a whole wig room slash glam room in my house so maybe i will i like to switch it up so anyways, y'all, let's see. Let's go here. We're going to talk about first. We're going to talk about first. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I want to, okay, because this is kind of old. It was from last week, so I do want to talk about this. Uh, Gloria Velez. Okay, now that that's my girl. I love me some Gloria. Like you guys know, you know, we follow each other on social media. I had shouted her out, you know, because I know she had wanted to get into podcasting. And so when I seen her, you know, podcasting on Vlad TV and she did the interview with Cisco, I was really proud of her because I knew that was something she wanted to do. So, you know, I showed her love, you know what I mean? And uh, raggedy ass Vlad got in his feelings, you know what I'm saying? For some reason, he doesn't like me. Not that I give two fucks, you know what I'm saying? I don't know that man from a can of paint. But he ended up flagging my page for copyright on some spiteful shit. So that's how my Instagram page got took. But now Gloria is not even on Vlad TV anymore. She has left. And so, which I think it's a good look for her. I think it's weird for her to be on Vlad TV, knowing that her baby daddy was on Vlad TV blasting her years ago. But anyhow, so um, Gloria had took to social media and she was talking about how she felt like she was being groomed in the industry. Cause a lot of people don't know that Gloria Velez has been in the industry literally since I think she was like 15, 16. You know, she was dancing in music videos. Um, a lot of us knew her before we knew her name. You would just see her, you know? And so she was blasting um, Uncle Luke, okay? So I'm gonna go ahead and show you guys this back and forth um, with her and Uncle Luke because she, I believe she grew up in Miami. And so she was one of Uncle Luke's dancers and all that stuff. So let me go ahead and share my screen with y'all here. All right. So that is good old Uncle Luke, Luther Campbell and Gloria. So Gloria took the social media. Um, she says, if you don't think grooming is happening in this business, you're sadly mistaken. It started in 1994 with Luke and a few others in this business, I was in high school. So she posted her picture. You guys can see the picture of her in high school here. And so um, Uncle Luke, you know, he caught wind of it. He was not happy about this at all. Let me see if I can find his tweet. No, I can't. I'm seeing stuff about Derek Chauvin. Let me see if I can find, is this it? Nope, it's not, okay. So anyways, he ended up like commenting on the post and was saying, you know, he didn't even know what grooming was, you know, what the hell is she talking about? So then he decided to go live, okay? And this is what he said. So he says, no, 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 Luke, don't get down like that. Keep your, com keep your, com keep your convention, I think he means conversation, on you and your baby daddy before you get a defamation lawsuit. 
So that is what he said to her. We're going to go ahead and listen to Uncle Luke now. Learn what the f grooming mean. I don't even know what the fucking grooming mean. Grooming. The fuck is grooming. They had to explain that to me. I got the right one. I don't have no problem going to court. I'm not Russell Simmons. I'm not them other people. I don't do that. I'm very, I know my brand. My brand is Luke. Hey, we want some pussy. Face down, that's what like. Me so horny. The problem is when you know your brand and you know what you're, when you know what you're singing about, you subject yourself to be in that kind of trap faster. So what you have to do is really not be about what those songs is talking about because you can get yourself jammed up. I video everything. I video everything. Everybody sign releases. I do shows. Ain't no underage people be doing no show with me. I fire girls. You get caught. Uh, oh, she was, I have chaperone for the girls. A one head dancer. It's always one head dancer. And she put everybody in check. So you doing, I'm not, this is not a traveling whorehouse. So you going to mess around with these other artists, you're going to get sent home, sweetheart. Get fired. All right. So, yeah, I just heard what Uncle Luke had to say. Um, and then she posted pictures of her, like, when she was younger with her baby. She had her baby at 16 by Aaron Hall. We all know that. And you can clearly tell, like, she was young here. And we talked about this in the last stream. Now, I will say this, um, I have my own Luther Campbell experience. I'll talk about it one day. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna talk about it on live, but I will say this from me meeting him, like I have met Uncle Luke, I've hung with him. I see all the babies in the chat talking about who the hell is this? That is Luther Campbell. I wanna rock right now. I'm, yeah, that's him, what was that? Doodle Brown, yeah. So I've had my own experience with him and I will tell you, like, it was a positive experience for me. You know what I'm saying? And we really just, like, this was at the club in Miami. No, actually, it was West Palm Beach. It was West Palm Beach. This was years ago. I was probably, like, 21. I had just turned 21. So, you know, I have my own little Luther Campbell story, but it's nothing bad. It's nothing salacious. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing like that. I was very surprised at how he got down. You know what I'm saying? When I met him, so... A lot of the stuff that he's saying in that stream, yeah, he he runs a tight ship. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not, you know, everyone's like, who's Uncle Luke? <laughs> Y'all are some babies. It's all good. But yeah, no, he runs a pretty tight ship. Um, Nothing but a, a good experience with him on my part. But again, that doesn't negate if other people have had, you know what I'm saying, unpleasant experiences. I don't know. 
But he is right. When you are making that type of music and it's all about freaking and fucking, you got to protect yourself. You know, so I hope that, you know, he has all the video and the, you know, NDAs and the, you know, photo releases that he says he has because you do got to protect yourself in these situations because um, two live crew is definitely off the chain. You know, I was a baby back then, so I don't know a lot of the music. I know a little bit, but I remember like he was fighting um, the government to be able to like, you know, freedom of speech because uh, Tipper Gore, Al Gore's wife, that's why they have the parental advisory sticker on um, music, like on CDs. Well, hell, there's not even no more physical CDs and cassettes nowadays. Everything is streaming. But back in the day, if you go back and you look at older CDs and cassettes, it had the sticker parental advisory that be that came because of the Luke Campbell situation when he sued, you know, the government, you know, for trying to take out his freedom of speech. So, yeah, he definitely if it wasn't for him, hip hop would not be what it is today. He definitely fought and he won, you know, so he did a lot of the unprecedented, unprecedented things for hip hop. So, you know, him and Gloria, they had the back and forth. But with that being said, though, Gloria has definitely been through a lot in the industry, you know, and even like for me talking to her, like I told her, like even when I was younger, you know, we used to look at them like they they were goals to us, you know, when we were like 16, 17, 18, right? Because everything looked so glamorous back then, you know, this was the era of the video vixens and these girls were so pretty. And remember I told y'all when you saw people on television, you automatically assumed that they were rich because Everybody didn't make it on television, right? It's not like today where everything is so oversaturated. So if you were in a video, we automatically thought like, oh my gosh, they're so rich and they're lucky. They're with our favorite rappers. They're dancing. Like, oh my gosh, I want to be a video model too, you know? So a lot of girls looked up to that. And um, just like the y'all's generation be looking up to Instagram girls. It's the same thing. People can try and act like, oh, you know, this isn't this didn't exist back in the 90s and the early 2000s. That's a lie. You know what I'm saying? It was sold to us as a glamorous package. You know what I mean? Everybody wanted to be in the big pimping video. Like it just looks so cool. They're at Carnival and they're all these beautiful women, you know? And um what I'm finding out now is that I thank God. Because again, everything is just a decision, right? You can make one split decision. It can take your life down this way or down this path. You know what I mean? And, and I thank God that that wasn't my story. But that doesn't mean that these other women don't have a story to tell. That doesn't mean that they weren't abused and groomed and mistreated by men in the industry. Because again, unfortunately, hip hop is a very exploitive industry where they exploit women and treat women like commodities. Is this every hip hop rapper? Of course not. You know what I'm saying? But as we're finding out more and more with Diddy, the rabbit hole goes deep. And I, I that's, what, that's what irritated me with the whole R. Kelly thing. When I was talking about the whole R. Kelly situation years ago, R. Kelly is a horrible person. He did a lot of messed up stuff, but he was not the only one. This, is, this was just the norm in the industry back then. You know what I mean? It was a lot of people. That's why you don't hear these men speaking up. Everybody's saying, well, you know, why is nobody speaking up for Diddy? You know, everybody's quiet. Why is nobody speaking up for R. Kelly? Because they all have skeletons in their closet too, duh. Why would Jay-Z speak up? 
Remember when everything was going on with R. Kelly? Remember Nick Cannon was writing apology letters, you know, for doing the gigolo video with R. Kelly. And if he, you know, if he mishandled anybody, he's apologizing now. Remember Russell Simmons was writing these, you know, long ass dissertations and then he ran to Bali. This was the culture back then in hip hop. And we were kids. You know, we were kids back then. We didn't understand it. But now when you're older and you look back on it, it's like, no, it was very exploitative. And when you find out that, you know, everybody in the industry made money and generational wealth off of these girls, off of these video vixens. But when you go back and you look at these same video vixens in 2023, they're not living that trife life. You know, some of them are doing okay. Like I know Buffy the Body, she ended up starting her own little, you know, fitness thing. I interviewed her years ago. Um, she was one of the first interviews I ever did. Um, but like Esther Baxter, who's the one that turned into a crackhead that people keep laughing at? She was a badass video vixen. I can't think of her name, but she's on the streets like in New York, like cracked out. You know what I'm saying? Like Melissa Ford is still doing good. She's doing stuff with Joe Budden and things like that. But a lot of them have nothing to show for it. They were just used. And then it got so bad that after a while, they don't even have to pay girls anymore because you had the superheads and you had the other girls who cheapened the industry. Whereas when Gloria and all them were like the main video vixens, they were making thousands of dollars, right? So by the time it got to the next generation of video vixens, they were willing to bust it open for free on BET Uncut. So it wasn't even worth it after a while. And then now you have Instagram and yeah, you have girls, you know, who make money, you know, who do escorting and all that stuff. But you still have a segment of girls who are willing to bust it open on Instagram for nothing more than likes. Likes and hearts are the new form of currency on social media, unfortunately. So it's a very, no, not Mahia Campbell. Mahia Campbell was never a video vixen. She was in some videos, but she was an actress. Um, no, this is a Spanish girl. I can't think of her name. I'm trying to see somebody wrote it. Now was a Spanish girl from like the 2000s. It wasn't Mejia though. Uh-uh. She was solely a video vixen. It was, y'all know damn well it wasn't Erica Mena. Erica Mena, was, well, she was on Love and Hip Hop. It was some, y'all can, y'all gotta look it up. But like, yeah, she's like doing really bad now. And every now and then um, they'll post her like on well, somebody's blog. You know, but I can't think of her name. Somebody's... Was it maybe, was it Vita? Maybe Vita or Susie Perez. I know it's a Latina. Maybe it is Vita. Let me Google. It might be. Uh... <laughs> Let me put in Vita, Vita Guerrero. Crackhead. Let's see that comes up. Because all they shown is her, like her old pretty pictures. Nah, it's not her. Yeah, no crackhead pictures are attached to her name. It's somebody else. It's some other Spanish girl. But like I said, a lot of these girls were definitely exploited, unfortunately. And so I get Gloria for wanting to tell her story. If you're dancing for grown men and you're in music videos and you're underage, there's definitely a grooming aspect. Let's keep it real. Look at her baby's father. You know what I'm saying? And the things that he was saying that we talked about in the last live stream was just simply shocking. So, um, oh, they said Cubana Lust. Is that who that is? Cu Maybe it was Cubana. Let me look. I know it was one of them. Let's let's look. I think I might have hit the right one on, on the head. 
Yes. Yes. Cubana Lust. Let me share my screen. That is her. Give me just a second here. Let me share this. Oh, she looks bad. That's so sad. There. Yep, that's her. She was a baddie. This was her before. After. So a lot of people were really shocked because she was so pretty. She'd be like on World Star Hip Hop, King Magazine. So, and then she kept getting arrested. Yeah, that's sad. You know, so a lot of people get used in this industry. They get eaten up and spit out, unfortunately. And like I told you guys, we are now living in the age of Aquarius. So a lot of things are coming to the forefront. Um, a lot of things, you know, a lot of people already tell their story and understand the economy is bad, y'all. People are struggling. And so it's one thing to work a nine to five and you quit your job, you move on with your life. But imagine being 18, 19 years old and you're in all these music videos, you're in, you know, shake your ass, watch yourself, shake your ass, show me what you're working with. Think about all the girls who were in all these videos when we were growing up in the 90s, in the late 90s, in the 2000s, you know what I'm saying? Thong song, just all the chicks, right? And these videos are forever in rotation on YouTube, right? We How many times we go back and watch these videos and reminisce um, the songs? or playing all the time on the radio, you know, nostalgia, and you're just a video vixen. You, you, they get no residuals from that shit. They get no money from that, you know? You got paid your little 500 to $1,000, maybe 5,000 for that day, and then it's a wrap, you know? So I think you're gonna have a lot of people who are coming out now. They're feeling away because these artists are still eating, the record labels are still eating, and they get nothing from that. So they're gonna be coming out telling their stories more and more. Just watch, it's crazy. So um, that was the situation uh, with Gloria and Luke. And like I said, you know, I've had my own experience with him and it was positive. So I'm not gonna come out here and bash him because he, he treated me with like the utmost respect. But again, that's how I carry myself too. So I think there's a difference. I think guys know who they can exploit and who they can, who's down to do certain things and they know who's not. And I think people ask me all the time, like, you know, why aren't you, you know, bigger? Why aren't you doing stuff with Revolt or Breakfast Club or whoever? Because I don't have that type of energy where you can exploit me. I don't have that type of energy where you think that you can, like, tear me down and build me back up and, you know, take what the fuck I've built on my own. I've never asked anybody permission to do anything. So it's like, no, I don't, I don't want to attach my brand to any of these major brands because a lot of these men, they take advantage of women in the industry and they don't want you to have a brain. They don't want you to be smart. They don't like the fact that I can talk about a wide range of topics, not just sex and smut and lies and who's fucking who. I can have real conversations on my platform. So a lot of these media conglomerates, they don't know what to do with me. I've had the meetings and I've, I've, I've met up with people in the industry. I've met up with bigger platforms, but it's like, nah, I'd rather roll solo dolo. I don't wanna feel like I have to answer to anybody. I don't wanna feel like I have to dumb myself down. I don't wanna feel like I have to put my sexuality first. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I like high move because now that we're looking at how everything is falling down with revolt, it's not a good look. So I'm glad I've always been solo dolo and just doing my own thing. And if that means because I'm not partnering up with bigger platforms, and that means that my numbers don't grow as fast as other people's, then so be it. I know that once I get to a million subscribers, we're gonna claim that in 2024, 
It had been because of my hard work and because I have real supporters. I don't have hate watchers. This isn't Vlad TV. I don't have people who just watch me because they don't like me and they're watching me for other interviews. People are really here because they rock with me. You know, so I'd rather build my stuff up slow and have integrity and keep it moving than to have aligned myself with any of these brands. Because a lot of these brands are about to fall by the wayside. Um, there's a lot of dirty shit that goes on behind the industry, unfortunately. And so a lot of these dudes are nervous. So when you're saying things like, oh, well, why is nobody sticking up for Sean Puffy Combs or whatever the hell he calls himself, Brother Love, that is why. Because a lot of these men did a lot of dirt. A lot of these men exploited and took advantage of a lot of young women. It was not just R. Kelly. Remember, think about it. When Hollywood was going through their thing, remember I was covering it. A lot of black media were not covering the Harvey Weinstein situation. They were not talking about Asia Argento. These are conversations we had here on this channel. Remember when I told you, I said, this is going to, you know what I'm saying, start a snowball effect because the swamp needs to be drained. And so the Hollywood swamp for the most part has been drained and now everything is moving towards hip hop. Now all eyes are on hip hop. Why do you think all of these bodyguards are not coming out against Diddy? Times are hard, the money ain't moneying in. A lot of these platforms are struggling. Do you notice that King Vlad, who would never step off his throne to mingle with the slums and the, you know, the platforms that were beneath him, He's now, you know, um, he's on Hollywood Unlock, he's on The Breakfast Club, he's on Math Hoffa. He's on all of these platforms now trying to, you know, mix his brand with other brands. Before, you wouldn't even see him step behind, from behind the camera. Now he's trying to, like, do this hobo tour about Tupac. It's weird. Now he's acting like he has all the inside tea about Tupac, but he's only doing that because now his competition is Art of Dialogue. Because that young black man has been doing his thing now for a few years on YouTube. And a lot of people are now going to his platform to give him the exclusive. So now, now Vlad wants to come from behind the camera and start doing interviews and slumming around with the black peasants. Because remember, all these people were beneath his platform. His platform was the top platform on YouTube. But, you know, like they say, what goes up must come down. Okay? And I'm going to keep my foot on his neck, you know, until I get my IG page back. So if I never get my IG page back, so be it. But I'm going to still keep my foot on his neck. Okay? So, yeah, it's, it's funny now. Um, Art of Dialogue, he's doing his thing. And I've been proud of that young man for a while now. Um, he got my last favorite interview with Joelle um, from Death Row from back in the day. You know what I'm saying? She was dying of cancer. And she gave him that last interview. And that meant a lot to me as a fan of Joelle. So, now even though Joelle done did her little dirt with my homeboy Danny boy, you know what I'm saying? She done did her little shit too. But this industry is so just, I, I don't know. Um, like I tell y'all too, it's not just the men. So don't ever think that I'm just on here bashing men and oh, she's just tearing down black men. No, it's not about that. The women too. You have a lot of women who took advantage of young boys in the industry as well. From crisscross to Danny boy and others. Y'all can go do y'all own research. But a lot of these women were on some weird pedo shit too. So, yeah. So now, um, I gotta talk about this whole situation with Diddy and his bodyguards. So I just kind of put together a compilation that I want y'all to watch. So we have, now Mark Curry was not a bodyguard. He was an artist on Bad Boy. Mark Curry has been blasting Diddy for years, right? He came out with a book back in like the early, 2000s like 2005 or something called um 
P. Diddy and how he burnt the bad boys of hip hop, you know, Dancing with the Devil. Um, I never read it, let me be honest, but I heard it was a good book. Um, so that is where he comes in at. Then we also have Gene Deal. I've talked about Gene Deal a few times on this channel. He was Diddy's former bodyguard back when Biggie was alive. So he, this was back in the day, back in like the 90s, you know, he was a bodyguard and he's been blasting Diddy for years. Now we fast forward to modern day and we have Roger Bonds. Roger Bonds is going viral simply because uh, he was named in the lawsuit with Cassie. So Cassie was talking about how Roger Bonds jumped in to kind of, you know, save her or whatever from the situation with Diddy. So we're going to go ahead and listen to all these three gentlemen. Um, shout out to Art, Art of Dialogue. These are his video clips. So we're going to listen to this really quick here with what they had to say. Then I, I want to come back and give my opinion because a lot of this stuff low-key triggered me. Um, so we're going to go ahead and watch this really quick here. He put hands on her. She, you know, I mean, to the point where is that nobody was helping her. Now, this is a story that was told to me, bro, by somebody who was there. You know what I'm saying? And they said he put hands on her. Misha was running from him so hard trying to get away from him, she tried to crawl up under a car. You know, Puffy was, you know, Misha was a, a, a like I said, she was a talented, beautiful girl, bro. And if Puff didn't get his way, you know what I'm saying, he always did that play fighting stuff. You know, he always wanted to, he started off like he play fighting with somebody. You understand? And then as soon as the girl tell him to stop, 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 or whatever like that, then she hits him hard. That's when it started going on. He didn't want Kim to deal with nobody, bro. Kim was going. Now, remember when I did my video, I had told y'all, about that tea from like the early 2000s about Diddy breaking Kim Porter's nose. And so now they're confirming this. Do the same thing, the beatings. I could say one time when I know Kim had defended herself, you see a picture on the internet going with Puff, right hand is in a bandage. Cause Kim had took the cork, the, uh, you know, when you open up wine, the corkscrew. She took the corkscrew and caught him on his wrist. And he almost, I think he had, I know he told some ligament, but he almost hit an artery or came close to the artery. But it was told by people in her camp that he broke Kim's nose on the yacht. So Cassie's story is, Cassie's story is Kim's story. Cassie's book is Kim's yeah. book. Wine is back. Okay, before we go to this, let me go ahead. I want to, I want to show y'all Mark. Um, talking about this as well. So that was 143. Okay. So I got to take y'all back to Instagram. Now for all y'all youngins in the chat, um, that is not Mark Curry, the comedian and the rapper, are two different people. I see y'all saying, oh, he was sick. He almost died. That was Mark Curry, the comedian. Even like when I was having Maria create the thumbnail, she found Mark Curry, the comedian. I'm like, no, wrong Mark Curry. There's two Mark Currys. So the comedian who is funny as hell, I've seen him live. He's so funny. Yeah, it's two different Mark Currys, everybody. So just for the people who are saying that um, it's the comedian. No, it's the rapper from the 90s. <laughs> All right, so let me share this with y'all real quick. He's saying the same thing about the um, Kim's nose. 
hits for Puff. How do you feel about these lawsuits accusing Diddy of abuse? What do you think about that? You knowing Diddy, do you think he's capable of doing that, man? Do I think, yeah. <laughs> I think he's very capable of doing it. It's in his character. That's who he is. That's what comes with power. That's what comes with arrogance. That's that's what comes with, you know, what makes him. I see fights between, will he have an argument, fight with a female, whatever it may be. I've seen it with my own friends. But sometimes you say, you know, we all go through things, but once you have a sign of, Doing it over and over and over again, that's when it becomes a problem. You'd be like, so every relationship that you get in, you, you're violent in them? I was around when, 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 when Cassie was there. I knew Kim Porter before, uh, I knew Puff. Um, I met Misa, but you know, it was a history. When you have a history of the same thing, man, it, it becomes a problem. Speaking of Kim Porter, cause you knew Kim Porter. Is it true that Diddy broke her nose? Bust the nose, man. Mm. Anytime a man would go out his way to wiretap someone's phone or, or put taps in their homes just to monitor their conversation, that's a sign of insanity. My name is Mark Curry. You know, I'm a former... Uh All right. So now, let me come back on the screen. So now we're going to go back, okay, uh, to the video on my desktop. So give me just a second. So yeah, this is... So everything I was saying in that live stream, these men are confirming it, you know? So again, people want to keep dragging me about, oh, this is a Diddy hate channel and this and that. Mm, absolutely not, you know? These are things that have been floating around online for years. Just because y'all just got here, people who were born in the 2000s and under does not mean that people are just making up stuff on him. Like this, this was spoke about for years, but he has such a strong PR team that people forget about all that stuff. So now everything is coming back now. So um, let me see here. Let me share my screen. We're going to go ahead and finish listening to this. Now, this is kind of triggering. I don't like this, but we're going to go ahead and listen to it here. When we go to the club, we used to have these bottles, right? And on this bottle, they'd be, they'd be regular Moet bottles. On them bottles right there, they've been to have something to make the girls be real, real slippery and all of this kind of stuff. So when you get up, they be like, don't touch them bottles right there and only drink them bottles right there. So we already knew what the drill was. You just don't mess with them bottles, right? Then all of the girls is in the club after a while. They all running, look, opening up their mouth like little birds. He's running around just popping pills in their mouth. Pop, pill, 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 pill. And then that was the party. But all of the females that was in, that's what they wanted. That was what part of it. it was part of the hip-hop culture. We ain't see nothing wrong with it until Bill Cosby got in trouble. He did one too many. Man, look. <laughs> I used to, let me tell you something, I mean to cut you, this funny. I used to, I used to, you know, we used to be on the road, you know, you'd be like, yo, let me go over to my puff room and see what they doing. And you knock on puff door, he'd be sitting there damn near butt naked. You ever just had a grown man answer his hotel door butt naked and they'd be like, come on in? You'd be like, mm, I'll come back. Boom. I'm sitting there butt at naked. I told him to come on in and he came on in. You'd be like, so what's going on for the day? Acting like you don't notice he did naked. You'd be like, bro, put some clothes on. What are you doing? Well, I don't want to see you naked. Grown man stuff. Yo, that's kind of disrespectful. So when you get, that's that's called the test off. How you make sure you breaking in. Look, call call the artist up here to the room, tell him I'm going to have a meeting by my tub. He be in there by the tub and stuff, soaking and stuff. 
butt ass naked. You be like, how the hell am I supposed to have a meeting with a nick butt naked in the tub? Nah, man, I'll come back, man. There comes a time when you're in a situation that may seem like a good situation, but if you're not waking up happy, or if you disgruntled, or you really don't want to be around that person, you find every excuse to get out of there. And I got diabetes. So my excuse was, I can't be with you every day. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm losing weight. I'm doing that. But in reality, it was, I was sick. I was sick of you. I was sick of everything that was going on around you. I was sick of having to cover up everything that you did. That's, I was sick. Cassie spoke on it. She said, yeah, I jumped on it. I jumped in between it. That wasn't the only time. It was other times. And it was other people. People ask, it's easy. People say, well, why did you stay? Or why did you allow? Or why did you um, keep going? Why did you keep going to work? Why do you keep paying your kids school fees? Why you can't just walk away. It's people that hate being sanitation workers. It's people that hate being police. But why do they still be the police? Because they got bills to pay. This is America, ain't nothing free. So sometimes you gotta stay places even though you don't want to. Now take that. I had a picture and I still got it to this day. And it's six people in the picture. And everybody in that picture is dead except one person. But each person in that picture was killed by another person that was in that picture. And I keep that picture to this day to look at, to look at, to say, yo, I never trust nobody. All right. So that was the video compilation of, you know, just... <laughs> a mess the whole situation is a mess i'm gonna say this okay this is my feeling about the um the mark curry part when he was talking about how they would say okay we got two different sets of liquor right so we have the liquor that's spiked with whatever then we had the regular liquor and they were told you know don't drink from that that's for the girls and then the girls would drink that liquor then all of a sudden they'd be super loose they'd be wanting to pop pills that is really disturbing that's really disturbing to hear because, again, it makes me feel like, okay, so are y'all really coming out because y'all really care about these girls? Because why wasn't anything done back then? You know, like if you're in that situation and you see a lot of these girls that are coming to these parties, they're really coming genuinely as fans, you know, because when you're a fan, you see your idol a certain way, you know, you're seeing the person that you see in the music videos or in the movies. And that is the idea that you have of them, right? But a lot of these people in the industry, it's like really Jekyll and Hyde. And so for them to like kind of sit back and watch that as um, grown men, to me is really disturbing. And the other bodyguard, Roger Bonds, he's saying that, well, he needed to pay his bills. And I definitely get that. But at what point in time, once you see that something is not right, do you remove yourself? You know, do you only remove yourself once the situation's not beneficial to you? You know? And I think that's the part, like, I just, I don't like. I don't like. I think that's the part that's really disturbing and very criminal. Because it's almost like all of these men sat by and they watched this happen. But it was okay because it wasn't their daughters. It wasn't their girlfriends. It wasn't their mothers. It wasn't their sisters. And, um... This is why I say a lot of times, I don't give a fuck about any of these rappers' daughters like that when they try to be overprotective and, oh, my daughter and I got my shotgun. I said that a few streams ago, like, 
nah, y'all don't care about other people's daughters, but now everybody's supposed to have all this undue respect and, you know, hands off your child, but you had no problem finger fucking somebody else's child in public in the park and allowing yourself to be photographed, the game. You know, you had no problem doing all types of ratchet shit to like other people's daughters and other people's mothers and sisters, but now your child is off limits, you know? You gotta, you, especially men who have daughters, you have to treat women how you want your daughters to be treated. Cause like I always say, the same tears that you cause a woman will be the same tears that you'll be wiping off your daughter's face. And that's real talk. And I feel like a lot of these men are not trying to atone, right? And make amends because of all the things they were involved in, the way they treated women. So whenever I see guys going super hard on their daughters, that's because they wasn't shit as husbands and boyfriends. You know, even that whole situation with T.I. and his daughter when, you know, it ended up being supposedly a joke when he was talking about getting her hymen checked. There was nothing funny about that. Like you were smashing some other father's daughter's hymen. Why is your daughter's hymen all of a sudden off, you know, not available you know so it's the whole thing is just sad it's just sad so it's very it's very disturbing like i i get it that they're coming out and they're telling their truth you know they were witness to all this but it's also disturbing to know that grown folks witnessed criminal behavior because all of this is criminal and everybody just sat there so it just shows that a lot of people's silence can be bought a lot of people's integrity can be brought and as long as the money is coming in, see no evil, hear no evil. That's the same thing that happened, you know, with R. Kelly. That's why I said it shouldn't just be R. Kelly should not be the only one in jail. A lot of mofos need to be in jail with him, including the staff, the old man who kept crying online that took Aaliyah to go, you know, get the fake birth certificate. London on the tracks, mama, because she was out here at the mall, you know what I'm saying, playing R. Kelly's wing woman, luring young girls in for R. Kelly. He couldn't, he, R. Kelly can't even read or write. Let's keep it real. He's good with music. He can make music, but he can't read. So who was booking these plane tickets for R. Kelly? Who was doing all this stuff for R. Kelly? And it seemed like a lot of people were cool with it while the checks were running. Even the, like I said, there's two sets of R. Kelly victims that I rock with. There's the ones that I feel like are real victims. And then there's this new breed of victims that I don't give a fuck about. And y'all not gonna shame me to give a fuck about Faith, Rogers, and half the other girls talking. Because they were chasing a bag. And they got burnt in the end. Everybody has been known since the damn 2000s that R. Kelly wasn't shit. So if you're gonna take your grown ass over there to R. Kelly, because you're thinking, you know, I'm different, not me, that's on you. So I've always told you there's two sets of R. Kelly victims for me. There's the old school set, like the braider, who was awed and disrespected, Aaliyah, a lot of the younger ones, but these new girls, they can kick rocks. I don't give a fuck about Faith Rogers. Fuck that bitch. Um, Cause y'all know when she tried to get up in my DMs and talk tough. So I feel like at the end of the day, you have people who are in positions of power who abuse it. You have people who run to certain things because they want the fame, they want the proximity to fame. And as soon as the money dried up, as soon as he wasn't able to, you know, cut them a check and, you know, pay for, you know, their breast implant upgrades and all the shit he was paying for, then everybody wanted to jump ship and play victim. And that's the part I don't respect. Like if the person is a messed up person, the person needs to be a messed up person. 
They can be messed up with this instance, but then in this instance, they're cool. So y'all was cool with everything he allegedly did to Leah and everybody else. So you still chose to mess with this man. But then when you get burnt too, now I'm supposed to cry? Absolutely the fuck not. Like they say, fat meat is greasy. So anybody still messing with, with Diddy after all of this information has been coming out about him? Because what Cassie did, she basically opened up a whole can of worms with that lawsuit. So if Carisha wants to sit there and still defend him and run behind him, that's on her. But I will not be crying any tattoo tears. Because at the end of the day, everybody's grown. So people choose what they want to deal with, what they want to endure. That's on them. But I think it's really, really sad that women can see other women being in these situations and getting abused and going through it. And they're still ready and willing to line up because they think that somehow they're different. You know, they're above the abuse. They're above the belittling. And, you know, he did that to her. He would never do that to me. Well, he can do that to you, especially if he has a pattern of this. Um, from what he was saying, Misa went through a lot of abuse. It got so bad that Misa had to run underneath the car to get away from him. I'm sure that at some point in time, you know, Kim may have witnessed some of that or knew what was going on with Misa. Because if you if you go back to Wendy Williams' old book. I remember that because I still have the book somewhere, The Wendy Williams Experience. She used to write books back in the day and like really put the industry on blast. And I remember her talking about how when Misa and Diddy were together, Kim was a side chick. But folks ain't ready for that conversation. Y'all go back and read some of Wendy Williams' old books because she was putting a lot of stuff in those books back in the day. So I wonder, you know, if that's, one of those situations where she felt she could change him and she ended up getting the same man that Misa had. Because I didn't know that until Mark Curry said something, I didn't know he was also, you know, whooping on Misa. So the whole situation is sad. I don't know if y'all remember that from the book. Yeah, look, somebody said, Sister Sola said, yes, that's old New York tea. Yes, if y'all was around back then, y'all remember, she was the side chick. He was with Misa. But like I said, folks ain't ready for that conversation. When we speak the truth, then we're seen as, you know, hating and being messy. But yeah, Lady Hotep says, I read that first book. Yes, remember that in that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Corinne Steffens. Yep, even her book, she put a lot of stuff in there as well. So I don't know. I just find it very interesting that all of this stuff is coming out now. You know, um... It's sad. I hope that all these women get justice. I don't feel bad for him at all. I don't feel bad for what he's going through. You know what I'm saying? It it's, couldn't happen to a better person because he's taken so much advantage of people over the years. And the thing I don't understand is you're rich already. How much money do you need? You can't take half this stuff to the grave with you. Like imagine if he would have just been a fair person. Imagine if he would have just paid everybody their worth. But instead he wanted to do sneak stuff. Put his mom and his son on publishing that they did not earn. Meanwhile, the artists who put their blood, sweat, and tears and their writing and their skills into the music that we all still love to this day, their family is seeing none of that generational wealth. You know, so it, it's greed. But again, I don't want to make this just a knock on Diddy. Um, there's so many people in the industry. 
It's some of your faves. Like y'all be so shocked at just some of the stories that I've heard and I've been told. And I know the things that people have told me, they're not lies, but I'm not messy. So I don't bring shit to the internet. I'm not looking to, you know, drop exclusives and all that weird shit. People know they can talk to me. I'm not, I'm never going to bring it up. That's their story to tell. But there's a lot of just really deviant shit. That's why I've never wanted to be a part of the industry. I don't care about any of that shit. You know what I'm saying? I've always rolled solo dolo, you know, but, um, there's a lot of these people, they, they're straight up Jekyll and Hyde. If you knew some of the things that go on behind the scenes, you would not idolize these people. That's why I say you don't idolize anybody. It's also in the Bible, you're not supposed to idolize people too. So let me go ahead and read some of these super chats. Um, we got a bunch of them in here. Oh, wow. Um, let me go up to the top. Okay, I am Mandy T. Thank you for the $20 super chat, sis. I appreciate you. Um, who the hell is Carlos? Okay, that's an interesting name. Okay, sis. Hey, greetings, T. From Queens, NYC, turning 24 tomorrow. My Texan hubby is taking me out tomorrow to see Wicked on Broadway. I'm super excited. I hope to meet you one day. Thank you so much for the super chat and happy early birthday to you. Thank you for stopping through on the stream. Appreciate you. So we got over 8,000 people in the house. That's what's up. Y'all make sure y'all hit that like button. If y'all are liking this tea, hit the like button, please. Um, Deanie Darcel, what's up, Deanie? Said, hey, girl, hey. Um, you are eating this look. I love the hair, mama. Keep being blessed. For for one time, can you do it? I'm going to leave Will when the album is coming. I'm gonna leave Will. I'm gonna leave Will. I'm gonna I'm I'm leave Will. Man, she, she came out the other day and said she wasn't leaving Will. I was like, in other words, water's wet. Y'all know she's not gonna leave Will. They got too many damn assets together. But I'm gonna still say that. It's still my little saying, though. So I appreciate that. So thank you, sis. Um, tiniest little Kiwi sent 10 says, My birthday just passed November 28th. Sagittarius season. Happy belated birthday to you. Thank you for coming through today. Um, Let's see here. Beautiful Heart said 999 says, thank you for all you do, T. You are so welcome. Thank you for coming through today. I appreciate you. Uh, TJ says, starting to think the music industry is a front for trafficking. Mm. That's not the only industry. And I'm going to leave it at that. But thank you. Uh, Daviana sent $20, says, good afternoon, Miss T. I would just like to state my gratitude and appreciation for all you do. May God continue to bless and elevate and protect you and bless you abundantly. FYI, my name is pronounced Daviana, if needed. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And thank you for the blessings and the well wishes. So appreciate you coming through today. Uh, Chelsea Sanfai says, hey, T, this is my second super chat. I'm finally grown enough to afford these. Been watching you since secondary school. Now I'm in finishing university. That is awesome. Thank you so much. Shout out to all my UK tea sippers. I appreciate y'all for coming through and just showing love. Um, let's see here. Regina Sanders sent five, says, I love you. That is all. My name is Gigi on the Discord. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. Um... Let's see here. Alexandra sent 1999 says, Hey T, it's Sinful Creations. Gonna be sad to see the next big artist exposed. I really hope Diddy's sons don't follow in his footsteps. 
The amount of passes he got is sickening. Now people want to come out when it's beneficial. Hey, sis, with them pretty nails. I can't wait till one day I come down to Florida and have you do my nails, I swear. Um, yeah, it is. It's crazy how everybody's coming out and talking about this. But, you know, all of this has been around for years. And even, like, I can't even knock Mark Curry because Mark Curry was talking about this literally when I first heard of him, this was like back in like 2008, 2007. So he's been blasting Diddy for years, you know, but everybody ignored it, you know, because again, as long as it wasn't affecting them or their money, everybody ignored it. But now it can't be ignored because Cassie is so unproblematic that that really woke everybody up. You know, everybody else thinking like, oh, they're just jealous. They're just some hating ass man. Or, you know, this person's a chicken head. We don't care what she has to say. But Cassie literally is unproblematic. So that woke a lot of people up. Like if Cassie's saying this, oh, he did that shit. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's crazy how that is. Um, let me see here. Uh Carly D says, Hey to hey to me. I made my boyfriend a fan of yours. He used to call us teabaggers. You are gonna make a video. Are you gonna make a video on Janelle and Jace? I don't know if I'm gonna do a video on Janelle and Jace, but I am keeping up with their tea. I am, because y'all know I love me some um, teen mom. So I'm definitely keeping up with it, but I don't know if I'm going to do a video. But thank you so much for supporting. Um, let's see here. Crystal Don Senfai says, Lovely Joe is one person that hasn't said anything about Diddy. He's afraid people will pick through his past. He is normally yelling about everyone else. Yes, I've heard that he's been kind of quiet. I think he finally said something the other day, um, but it took him long enough. It took him long enough to finally say something. But yeah, and that's another thing. A lot of these guys, they don't have a leg to stand on. Like, Boosie needs to be real quiet because, again, he was, you know, had strippers messing with his underage son and he was bragging about it. Joe has done a lot of weird shit, you know, to women in the industry. So yeah, a lot of them are not going to be too quick to say anything, you know. They, you know, even Jay-Z, you know, he, he needs to sit down and eat his food too because they keep bringing up this Foxy Brown tea every other day. So yeah, a lot of them are just going to be quiet and hope that this blows over. So it's going to be interesting. Um, Let's see here. The Biz says, hey T, just got on live. You need to come with the warning label. If you're going to come out looking like this, make a person lose their mind. Keep up the great work and pop a Skittle for a honey bun. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, The Biz. Thanks for coming through. Um, let's see here. Wavy Tay sent $1.99. Thank you so much, Wavy. I appreciate you. He says, hey, Auntie, this is your favorite soldier reporting for duty. The reason no one is watching the lamestream media is because they tell half-truths and low ratings since the, pan since the pandemic. They even fired... Meta Hassan from NSNBC recently too. We watch you because you speak truth to power and don't hold back. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Now, let me ask you a question since you're my favorite soldier. Now, I'm sure you watched my deep dive on the whole Gaza-Israel situation. Now, what I find very interesting when I was talking in the deep dive and I was saying that, you know, the recruitment of soldiers is at an all-time low, that they'll probably end up bringing the draft because at this point, nobody wants to go fight, right? So... Definitely a shout out and just, you know, thank you for your service and everything that you do. But I noticed that the military is now, they're begging all the people who left during C-19. Remember they were doing the forced vaccinations. Now they're begging them to come back. So I'm wondering how you guys feel about that. Because 
They lost over like 19,000 soldiers when they wouldn't, you know, vaccinate. And now they're saying that, you know, please come back. You don't need to have the vaccine. We apologize. So that's how you know it's getting real. Because now they're apologizing, you know, quote unquote, apologizing and wanting the recruitment, the people who left to come back. So that just lets me know it's going to be some real shit going down in 2024 because they're begging for these soldiers to come back who left during the pandemic. So, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know if y'all peeped that, but yeah. So thank you for the super chat, love. Appreciate you. Um, B. Hallett sent $10. Says, remember Kim Porter's friend Erica Kennedy and her book, Bling? The cause of her expiring was not released. Yeah, I do remember Erica Kennedy back in the day. Um, very interesting. You know, that's that's coming back up too. I've been seeing the younger generation on TikTok talk about Erica Kennedy. For y'all who don't know, that was Kim Porter's best friend. She had released a book, you know, basically blasting some people in the industry. And um, she died shortly after. So, yeah. It's very interesting how all this OT is coming back to light. I listen here. Black Sands sent $199. Y'all are not playing today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Black Sands. I appreciate you. Um, they say, hey T, watching you on my lunch break. I'll go back and watch the rest at home. All these women coming forward with their stories reminds me of the song Seven by Prince. We are beginning to watch them fall. Mmm. I'm so glad you brought up Prince. If you guys remember, I did my Prince deep dive over a year ago. And that was one of the things that people were trying to decipher what Prince meant by all seven and will watch them fall. Um, and he was, people were saying that he was basically saying that to like the record labels, because at the time there were seven record labels and that there was going to be so much animosity and chaos in the future that we're going to start watching these record labels fall one by one. So Thank you for bringing that up. I really appreciate you. And thank you for the super chat as well. Um, let me see here. Oh, shit. There's money bags in the chat. Oh, my God. Y'all are so dope. I swear. So money bag Mo is in the chat. She sent $299.99. Thank you so much, money bag Mo. I really appreciate you. I appreciate all of y'all. I don't care if you're sending a dollar or $300. I appreciate y'all because y'all don't have to send anything. So it means a lot to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Moneybag Mo. Thank you for always coming through and showing love when you do. So that is so dope. As soon as you see the money bags, Mo's in the house. <laughs> so thank y'all. Um, let's see here. Uh, China Aaliyah, hold on, it just refreshed. Says, can you talk about the book that's loosely based on Diddy by Lee's best friend? The book is hard to find. We just talked about it. Um, yeah, it's very hard to find, but it's it's a decent read. There's a lot of tea that was spilled in the 2000s. So I think a lot of folks are going to go back and just really go back and go through those books like Wendy Williams and all types of stuff. So thank you so much. Um, let's see here. IVEF sent $20, says, hey, T, love what you do. Love from London, UK. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you for coming through with the super chat as well. Um, Steffi Baby sent five, says, Sloan Bella said that when Kim Porter spoke to her that the house was bugged and that her nasal spray was spiked with poison and that's how she died. I did get a chance to listen to Sloan Bella's whole stream. I'm not going to lie, it gave me chill bumps. 
Like she was saying some stuff that now that everything has come out, is very eerie. And she also said that Diddy would be exposed in the month of November. And that is what happened is that Cassie, um, the lawsuit, everything hit November 26th. So it's very interesting that Sloan Bella was saying this, you know, almost a year ago. And then a year to the date that she said it, he got hit with all of these lawsuits. So yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. It's a lot going on. It's a lot. So I want to go ahead and segue over here because I've been on here for an hour already. So I want to go ahead and segue into um, this situation with Kiki Palmer and Darius Jackson. So if you guys remember, I did a stream a few weeks ago about the whole Kiki Palmer, Derek Jackson, not Derek Jackson, Darius um, situation. And um, basically... She came out with like video evidence. It was like a still shot of him abusing her. The mama was going off on social media. It was a hot mess. Um, and then Darius had released audio that Armand got a hold of. And in that audio, um, you can hear Kiki Palmer and her mom basically going at him. So this whole situation is crazy. I'm gonna go ahead and play some of the audio for you guys here. Kind of like a flashback. And then I'll go on into what's going on with them now. Okay, and I kind of have a time stamped here of them from like the podcast and just random clips. So it's very weird to see her mom online, you know, doing all of this. Um, and so we're just going to watch this clip and I'm going to come back and talk. Okay, so we're just going to watch this here. Man, you're dating. You got to be very careful. Who you introduce to your kids? Right, it's so true. That's why when I get my new man, I'm gonna be careful, Darius. I promise, I'm not gonna have. <laughs> <laughs> you mean snap the man version? <laughs> I want to talk about another relationship. I was young, guys. Hey, this young man. He's my type. And not Armand Wiggins. Okay, so y'all hear Armand coming in like every five seconds. I'm awesome. Armand Wiggins. <clears throat> okay, so now it was reported yesterday, and a lot of people are like really upset about this. So give me just a second to pull this up. So this is what's going viral right now is that basically um, Kiki Palmer requests to move restraining order hearing with ex Darius Jackson. So the pair can resolve custody issues privately after explosive abuse claims, right? So the article is saying Kiki Palmer has asked to move her restraining order. Um, according to court documents filed on Thursday in Los Angeles, Palmer 30 and Jackson 29 um, began discussions the, pri the day prior and have agreed to continue at a mutual agreeable date that has not been determined. The pair were due to meet in court over the domestic violence restraining order on December 5th, but now want to postpone until they have resolved their issue in mediation per page six. The court documents state that 
the parties agree that all orders contained in the temporary restraining order issued on November 9, 2023 shall remain in full force and effective until the hearing with the new court date yet to be determined. So a lot of people were dragging Kiki on uh, social media. They felt like, you know, she's playing games. We had your back. You know, how dare you, you know, try to cancel the case? Um, how dare you not move forward? I don't know if people just don't like to read or are reading other things, but the court, it's not canceled. I mean, she's still moving forward with it. So I went to go do a bit more research um, because from what people were saying is that she's basically changed her mind. She wants to work things out with Darius. I didn't get that. I don't know how people got that, but I didn't get that. Um, it sounds like they had to move it. And so I, I'm gonna show you guys some of these uh, screenshots here. Okay, I'm gonna share with you some stuff on my desktop. So, so in the article it says, per the court documents we obtain, the parties agree that all orders contained in the temporary restraining order issued on November 9, 2023 shall remain in full force effect until the hearing. The court has yet to set a new date, meaning she did not cancel anything on her baby daddy. They're still going to go to court. They're just trying to find a different date. Also, let's go ahead and pull this up. So in this article, they're saying we're told that criminal, we're told a criminal investigation by the police is ongoing. So again, people saying that she dropped charges. That's not what's being told here. Um, the reason... The restraining order court date was moved from December 5th is because Jackson's lawyer was not available. The calendar date will be moved to January. Sources conclude that Kiki is concerned about her privacy, Leo's privacy, and the privacy of her family. So her preference, so her preference is to resolve the situation privately rather than open court if possible. But if not possible, the hearing remains on the calendar and Kiki will stop at nothing to ensure the safety and health and a healthy outcome for herself and Leo, okay? And then we also have this court document. So let me share this really quick here. Okay. So request to continue and reissue the, TR, the TRO on January 18th. Stipulation in order January 4th. So meaning, and this is the case number, the names involved. I found out later that Lauren is Kiki. I never knew that was her first name. So they're still going to court. So I think that, you know, people attacking her and saying, you know, she's an idiot. She's going back to him. That's not the case. So I think, you know, people have to be like really smart before just posting anything and really dig in. So they didn't cancel anything. Um, basically, they're still going to court. Um, she would rather have it private, of course. Anybody would want something like that private. You don't want it open for the public. You don't want YouTubers showing up, you know what I'm saying, live streaming in front of the courthouse uh, during this custody case. So she's still going to court. The charges are still remaining. The police are still investigating. So I wanted to, you know, clear that up because I saw like a lot of comments and I'm like, I think people missed what the article said. 
So yeah, everything is still a go. But um, like I said, I just think the whole situation is sad that it's even gotten to this point. But we'll have to see what happens. You know, he has his receipts. He's claiming that, you know, he was abused too and she put hands on him too. So like I told y'all before in my last live stream, I'm going to let the courts do their job. I'm not judge, jury, or executioner. I'm going to let this play out in a court of law and keep sipping and minding my business, okay? So, but I did want to update that because I saw a lot of people just like really going in on her when that's not the case. They're still going to court. They're still going to fight it out. She just does, she just wants it done privately, but nothing has been canceled. So just understand that. So some people can be, you know, Team Darius and you have the right to be Team Darius. Other people can be Team Kiki. But again, I'm Team Nobody. After the whole Tori and Meg situation, I just, I don't care. I don't care to be Team any of these celebrities. Think they're all batshit crazy behind the scenes. I will let the courts do what they got to do. Find the evidence that they need to find. And I'm going to just sit back and mind my business, okay? And I'll do an update, but I, I'm, I'm Team Nobody. I'm Team Neutral. So, yeah. Look, somebody said, I'm team the baby. There you go. I'm team the little baby, little Leo, okay? My fellow little Leo baby. I'm team him. But as far as these adults, they're all crazy behind the scenes. I don't trust none of them. Everybody, you know, they, they showcase what they want you to see. You don't know what goes on behind the scenes. So let, let the court figure that out. You know, to me, people be trying to jump on these teams. And then when you find out the real T, then it's, you know, now you want to jump ship. Not doing that. But um, let's see here. So now let's go ahead and talk about. Okay. So I got to talk about this Tiana Taylor situation with Amon Sherpert. Okay. So shout out to all 9,000 people in here. Please hit the like button. Okay. If you guys are enjoying this stream on this good Saturday, hit the like button. So if you guys don't know, um, Tiana and Amon are going through a divorce. And so more information has come out. And they're saying that she secretly filed to divorce him. And she's saying that he's a jealous narcissist. So everybody's talking about this on social media. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here really quick. Give me just a second. Okay. So this was on TMZ. And so this is what is being reported. They're saying that basically Tiana's... Lawyer, hold on, is that an update? Okay, let me go to the original article. I hate when they do these little updates. Okay, Tiana Taylor and Amon Shumpert are getting divorced. She secretly moved to end their marriage nearly a year ago and claims he's been jealous and narcissistic during their seven-year marriage. According to their new legal documents obtained by TMZ, Tiana filed to divorce the NBA player back in January, more than eight months before they announced their separation. In docs, Tiana detailed the demise of their marriage, accusing Iman of being jealous about her fame and feeling insecure about being good enough for her, despite the fact that he was earning way more and playing basketball than she could ever dream of making in music. Tiana claims Iman would grow annoyed when they would attend public events together and photogs would ask him to step out of frame, okay? She says that when Iman signed a $40 million contract with the NBA's Cleveland Cavaliers in 2015, the same year he was also paid $8 million by the New York Knicks, he remained aggravated by her notoriety and jealous of her acting career and insecure about being her man. 
Sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ that Tiana wanted to keep this private as long as possible, initially choosing to file with their initials. However, Iman's recent filing in the divorce proceedings included their full names, thus thrusting everything into the spotlight. Tiana claims that when Iman started sending her negative text messages with condescending and manipulative language in response to her being in the spotlight, she claims he would pick fights with her for no reason and even on her birthday and then apologize. Wow. Whew. Let me go ahead and come back on the screen, child. Okay, so basically, like I've been telling y'all, everything that glitters is not goals. I remember everybody was screaming that their relationship goals and, you know, black love, this and that. I always felt funny about their relationship. I liked them together. But what turned me off was the hobo threesome tour that I talked about years ago. Because it just, it, it seemed like there was something missing. When you got to sit there and let the whole world know about your sexual exploits, what you do in your bedroom is your business. It's not my business. It's not social media's business. But when they went from Breakfast Club to Angie Martinez to this platform, constantly talking about their threesomes and busting bitches down, I'm like, what kind of marriage is this? This is weird to me. So now a lot of people are bringing that up. Like, you know, is it because of all these, you know, weird ass threesomes that she was engaging in? Um, did this come back to bite? And so now she's speaking about this on a podcast. Let me see. So we're going to watch this really quick. We're going to watch her response to this threesome situation. So let me share my screen really quick here. Okay, here we go. End of the day, I believe in agreements. Period. But like, put some respect on a woman's swag. I feel yeah. like they're trying to take that away from the woman to feel like, oh, you doing it because that's what he wanted. And it's like, nah, that's actually, I run this What makes me happy is feeling like I'm still free. I look at polyamory, monogamy, all things in between as an orientation. All right, let me come back on the screen. So you guys hear her, you know, trying to make excuses and, oh, put some respect on the woman's name. I wanted it and this and that. And maybe she did because she gives me, you know, lesbian, bisexual vibes anyways. You know, so maybe she did want it, but I'm not buying that. Because, again, if this is something that you wanted, there was no reason to bring us into the group chat. If this is something that, you know, that's just how you and your husband get down, then that's y'all's business. Why bring this to social media? Either you're bringing it to social media in hopes that, you know, you guys are planting seeds that when they, you know, slide up in your DMs, these girls' guards will be down and they'll be down to do threesomes with y'all because I'm just, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that, you know, put some respect on my name. This is what I wanted because again, people who are just freaking, that's what they want. That's what they do. That's just their thing. It's nobody else's business. It's not the world's business, you know? And it's very interesting that, you know, everybody wants to keep pushing all this polyamory stuff and, you know, multiple people in one relationship. But I keep telling y'all, three's a crowd, bitch. Three is a fucking crowd. Everybody thinks three's company. No, three's a crowd. And eventually somebody's going to start feeling away. It's all good at first because it's new cooch, new adventures, new dick, okay? I get that. I get the thrill of it. But eventually... You cannot split yourself evenly three, four, five different ways. You just can't. Somebody's going to feel left out, okay? And people are trying to have all these weird-ass rules. Oh, we can only fuck when we're all here. Okay, bitch. You keep on thinking that your husband is only smashing this chick when you guys are all here. Absolutely not. 
when you're on the road and you're gone and you're busy or you're at work, they're still smashing, okay? Sir, you might think that your wife will only do a threesome when you're there. No, because you guys already opened up Pandora's box. So when you're on the road touring or doing whatever, he's still breaking your wife off, okay? I'm just saying. I know people who have been in these threesome relationships. That's why I don't promote them. Because everybody I know who has brought other people into their marriages, into their relationships, that shit has failed, okay? Y'all are doing all this freaking shit after the kids go to bed. <laughs> Got babies locked in bedrooms and shit while y'all are doing all this freaky stuff. And then a year later, everything just collapses. I've known people who have gotten involved in threesomes and did not even know who the damn child's father was throughout the pregnancy. They had to wait till the baby was born and do a DNA test. Like this, come on, we got to do better. Y'all are getting pregnant during threesomes. Y'all are, 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 are fucking your little brother's baby mama. Just because you're so desperate to keep your man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to say it. <laughs> I don't call somebody out. But I don't care. I, I said what the fuck I said. You can be mad. You should never sleep with your little brother's baby mama. Just to make your baby daddy happy. Just people be on some weird shit. Don't come asking me in the club and telling me that, you know, you and your man fantasize about me and can I join y'all in a threesome? Absolutely the fuck not. It's not a turn on to me. Again, grown folks can do what they want to do, but I just wish people would stop acting like it's just one big happy home. Somebody eventually gets jealous, okay? Somebody eventually feels some type of way. You, okay, yes, the sex can be good. Everybody's coming at the same time. Great. But now it's time to clean. Now it's time to do dishes. Now it's time to, you know, take this person out. Oh, well, you took her out or you bought her that bag. You didn't buy me that bag. It's a jealousy thing. People start getting jealous. And like I said, all y'all want to act like y'all are about that life on social media. Like I'm down to do whatever. But like I told y'all in the past, can you really handle it when you've been with somebody for years, right? A few years, y'all want to bring this new person into the relationship, right? Can you really handle... Bringing another man into the bedroom and he's making your wife or girlfriend moan like you ain't never heard her moan before. How you doing? And can you really handle, you know what I'm saying, you and your man bringing another chick into the bedroom and this motherfucker's toes is curled, you know what I'm saying, is curled this way and shit. And he's moaning like a little bitch, okay? Can you handle that? Because everybody talks about the good part. But can you really handle that mentally? When everything is done and everybody done came and shit, can you handle that? Or are you going to be like, damn, I ain't never heard you moan like that, bitch. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? These are real questions. So that's why I didn't agree when her and Amon were doing this hobo tour and acting like, you know, oh, everything's cool. And, oh, yeah, we busting down bitches. And, but now we find out behind the scenes he's jealous. And how do we know that Iman wasn't jealous because Tiana out here acting like a full-blown lesbian, not including him in the threesomes? How do we know that that's not the cause of his jealousy? Because y'all done brought all these people into the relationship. How do we know that she wasn't treating these other people better than she was treating him? I'm just saying. When you open up Pandora's box, anything can happen. So don't let these celebrities gas you into, you know, getting yourselves involved in stuff being unicorns. We talked about this a few years ago. You know, I had a tea sipper. She was a unicorn. Basically meaning that they call her 
when they want to bust her down. And after a while, it's like, okay, now the husband and wife, they're going their separate ways. They don't, you know, got their little roll on with you. You know, they might drop some money on the nightstand, but now you're left by yourself just feeling used. Nobody wants to feel used at the end of the day. You know, we're all human beings. We all have emotions. Nobody wants to feel like they're being taken advantage of. And no woman is going to put up with that for years. Like, yeah, it might be cute when they're 21, 22, 23, but eventually that woman may want a husband, you know, start a family. So, yeah. So I'm not buying that. I'm not buying anything she's saying on that podcast. Oh, put some respect in my name. Girl, bye. Next. She was trying to do a bunch of freaky shit and it backfired. It didn't work out. Because again, no matter what you do, no matter who you bring into your relationship, if your relationship is not solid, that shit is going to go by the wayside. And I've just seen too many instances of people that I know personally, okay, who have bought other people into their relationships, thinking the shit was cute, getting gassed up by social media, and now everybody's divorced, the husband done ran off with the little sister, just all types of weird shit that y'all be involved in. Or the woman done got dicked down so good by the pool boy, now they're together and you sitting here twiddling your thumbs, mad, punching walls and shit. I'm just saying, be careful who you invite into your relationship. It can be the downfall of your relationship. So, yeah. Y'all do what y'all want to do, child. I'm just here to, you know, give y'all some advice. That's it. That's all. <laughs> I can't believe I did bust that person out. I feel bad. <laughs> Shit. I'll be getting a text message later. Not you busting me out. It was, it was a long time ago. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying, though, that you should be salty. Though. I'd be salty. I'm just saying. I'm not judging, but I would be salty if, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> It still makes me cackle because dude really left where her brother be Ooh. Let me shut up. Shut up. Shut up, T. <laughs> Let me shut up. Okay, anyways, y'all. Um next, what's the next story on the on the docket? Oh, okay, we gotta talk about little Nas X. Okay, it's it's almost five o'clock. Okay. We gotta talk about little Nas X really quick. Yes. Whew. No, uh-uh, not you being messy, uh, Box Benji, talking about, nah, T, say who it is, say who it is. <laughs> no, it's people I really know in my personal life who got involved in this fuckery, and I know I'm just, whew. I still cackle about it to this day. I still cackle. But anyhow, uh, let's talk about Lil Nas X. So Lil Nas X, you know, the, the, the same man who bought us the Satan shoe, the same dude that was, you know, dancing on the devil and shit in hell. You know, he was so team Lucifer, not even a few months ago. Now he's back and he's in his Christian era, he says. So I want y'all, we're just going to watch a snippet of this. Because um, we can't play music. So this is him. He says, y'all mind if I enter my Christian era? Okay, that's all y'all gonna get. Y'all can go watch and listen to it. So people drug him. People were not here for it at all. So he ended up coming onto social media. He said, making Christian music doesn't mean I can't suck dick no more. The two are not mutually exclusive. I'm allowed to get on my knees for multiple reasons. He's just disgusting. Like, first of all, 
I'm gonna need you to keep that same Satan shoe energy, you know, with the blood of the devil in the in the heel of your shoe. I'm gonna need you to keep that same energy because what, what you're not gonna do with little Nas X is play with God, okay? What you're not gonna do is play with Christians. He mark my words, he would not do this if this was um, he would not do this to Muslim people. He would not be like, oh, I want to be my Muslim bag. I see my little income. Oh, y'all don't mind if I still suck dick as a Muslim. People only clown Christians because they feel comfortable clowning Christianity. And y'all know I have no dog in this whole religious fight. My mom is Muslim. You know what I'm saying? I was raised Christian. We come from a multi-denotional household, right? So... I got Muslims in my family, I got Christians in my family, and I got people who practice African spirituality in my family. So I'm not team any of that. But I know for a fact, he wouldn't have came out trying to even test Islam like that. He'd be, man, they'd be making uh, all types of memes, talking about off with his head. All, you know, the Muslims, they go hard now for their damn religion. He's only doing that because it's Christianity. Because a lot of Christians don't really walk the walk. You know what I'm saying? For him to even be talking about Christianity and sucking dick, and I'm not saying that there's not Christians out here who, you know, who suck dick and, you know, who are gay. That, that's not what I'm saying. But the fact that I know he would not say that talking about Islam. Let's keep that all the way real. Like, at this point, he's trolling. He's talking about, well, Jesus had a 30-inch weave. Jesus wore a dress. Like, you're trolling right now. So I'm not here for it. I don't like it. I don't want to hear his Christian music. I didn't listen to his devil songs, but I'm definitely not here for his Christian music. Stop trying to just, you know, it's like almost like his star power is starting to fade. So now he's trying to do some more controversial shit. So that way he goes viral. And I'm not here for it. I don't like it. Don't, don't make a mockery of anybody's God. He wouldn't do this with Jewish people. Imagine if this was Judaism. He would not make a song an ode to Judaism. He would not be like, oh, I don't know what the Jewish, like what Jewish people's God is. You know what I'm saying? Like the Muslims have Muhammad. I'm assuming the Jewish people have Jesus too. I don't know because I've never read the Torah. But what I'm saying is that he would not be talking about Judaism and sucking dick. He would not be talking about Islam and sucking dick. He just wouldn't. But he's so comfortable doing it with Christianity. So I think I, I'm, I'm here for like, did somebody say Yahshua? Is that who the Jewish people worship? I don't know a lot about Judaism. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to sound ignorant. I just, I, I don't know a whole lot. I just know about Islam and Christianity. So I don't know. But like I said, I still don't feel like he would disrespect Judaism in that way or Islam. So I'm not feeling it. And I'm really glad that a lot of like the, the Christian social media people are holding him to task. Like, no, don't do that. We're not even going to go there. There is no Christian era. You chose your side. You was rocking with the devil. You were selling sneakers for the price of $666. Keep that same demonic energy for your fans. Leave the Christians out of your bullshit. So I'm, I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. Not y'all having a damn war of the of uh, religion. People are yelling out, Yahshua, Muhammad is the prophet. Jews believed in God, not Jesus Christ. They believe in God. Oh, they just believe in God. Okay. All right, Yahshua. Okay. Thank y'all for that. I wasn't sure. Um, but yeah, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I'm not here for it. I wasn't here for his Satan sneaker. I wasn't here for the foolishness in that Montero video. I think he needs to grow up. Like, you know, he's getting older now. He needs to grow up. It's getting old. So I don't believe in it. I don't believe what he's trying to do at all. 
So then he also said this. Let me show y'all. He also said this too. He says, y'all see everything I do as a gimmick. When in reality, I'm just an artist. I'm just an artist expressing myself in different ways. Rather, I'm a cowboy, gay, satanic, or now a Christian. Y'all find a problem. Y'all don't police nobody else's art like y'all do mine. Y'all hate me because I'm fun, cute, and petite. I can't stay. <laughs> I will say he's funny though. I will give him that. He 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 do he is funny in a way. You know what I'm saying? He cracks his little jokes and shit. You know, he is, he is, you know, pint size, you know, small and petite. But I just feel like he just be doing too much. And I don't think it's necessarily people policing his art. I just think that he does a lot of stuff for attention. It comes off gimmicky. Anytime you're sitting here giving the devil a lap dance and you're selling Satan shoes, that to me is just a big ass gimmick. Even the whole cowboy thing, that was a gimmick. So why would people not think that you walking this whole Christian walk is now a gimmick? So I don't feel bad for him. He needs to sit down somewhere. I'm not feeling it. Let me make sure I hit on everything I need to hit on before I get up out of here. Oh, yeah, one last thing. Miss, if you guys don't know, Miss Cash Me Outside is knocked up. Let me share my screen. She is officially knocked up. Bad Baby, a.k.a. Daniel Bagoli, reveals. Um, she confirmed the news by sharing two photos on Instagram of herself wearing a tight white t-shirt that barely covered her baby bump. The influencer who rose to infamy after coming out with the cash phrase, cash me outside, how about that, on Dr. Phil in 2016, did not caption the post. Bad Baby's confirmation comes just one day after fans began to speculate that she was expecting a baby when she was photographed in, in Beverly Hills covering her stomach. And that is her baby daddy. I don't know his name. Some black dude. <laughs> but yeah, so she's knocked up. Um, I don't care one way or another. You know, she's not a teen. She's 20. So she's, she's grown. She has money. She's not broke. So I'm sure her baby will be fine. Hopefully she matures and... She better hope, you know, her child, if she has a daughter, doesn't treat her the way that she treated her mom. The fact that this girl's even famous for disrespecting her mom still blows me. But she better hope that all the stuff that she put her parents through don't come back on her. She better hope her daughter isn't 15, you know, 16 years from now, cussing her out on Dr. Phil, talking about cash me outside. How about that? So... Good luck to her in her pregnancy. Uh, let me go ahead and read the rest of these super chats. I'm going to go ahead and log up off of here. Um, uh, Nunu sent 199 says, wouldn't be surprised if Diddy did something to white women. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't even know if he's ever dated white women. I'm not sure. Uh, Rona Phil sent 10 says they are deviants everywhere. A famous male singer in Korea owned a club called the Burning Sun and had employees drugging women, drugging women customers for celebrities, politicians, and police for tips. Wow. Rotten Mango covered it. I didn't hear about that. That's sad. Um, Blatino Boy sent $10. Says YouTube is playing in my face. Didn't even notify me that you went live. What? 
I don't know what's up with these YouTube notifications. I be talking to my YouTube manager about it, but they swerping down that we're bugging. So, but I'm glad you're here now. You'll have to watch the playback though of the stream. But thank you for coming through. Uh, Nene said 999 says, you seen the video of Charleston White going off on Cam Newton's podcast about his delivery. It's on X. No. I have not. I'm gonna have to check that out. I haven't seen it though yet. But thank you so much. Um Tony sent a hundred dollars. Oh my gosh. Tony says the slow movement of lava does not make it any less hot. Mmm. John 9, 1 million subscribers for 2024. Thank you so much, Tony. I appreciate you. And yes, we will get to a million subscribers in 2024 by hook or crook. So thank you so much for always supporting my platform. It means a lot to me. Um, let's see here. Adelaide McKenzie sent 9.99 says, I missed the start of the live. Um, hello from the UK. Stay beautiful, T and T Sippers. I've been rocking with you since the Afro days. Uh, LOL, Merry Christmas when it comes, everyone. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. So, yes, I've been on here for an hour and a half. It didn't crash. So, that's a good thing. Because it usually crashes around like an hour and 32 seconds, and it didn't crash yet. I want to go like five more minutes and see if it ends up crashing, because I don't know what that's about. Don't tell me that doesn't crash on the weekends. But during the week, the whole stream crashes. I don't know. But it doesn't look like I'm frozen yet. Um, what else? What else can we talk about for five minutes and see if this freezes up? I think I hit on everything. I think one of uh, T.I.'s kids, I think Domani, he went live about something. I didn't get a chance to watch it. We're going to watch that together. Fat Joe said he never sued anyone for songs. Okay, Fat Joe, we don't care. All right, we're going to watch this real quick. Uh, Domani, T.I.'s uh, son, he's speaking out. Let's see what he has to say about King. The way, I think everything King is trying to say is just coming off. Um, he's using the wrong words, I feel like, and I mm -hmm. told him this. I feel like what he's trying to say is um, the, what was on TV is not exactly what actually happened. And I think he's only trying to say that because people try to treat him differently mm. because they think that. I don't think he's just out here um, just saying it out the blue mm -hmm. because it's on. Um, I think like we uh, we all live in our own lives. He got his own thing going on. I don't know what be going on when he go outside or right. when he was in school. We went to different schools. Um, he went to school by himself, actually. Um, so yeah, that was another thing. Um, so he's that that. I just think he's using the wrong choice of words. Mm -hmm. I think he's just trying to say for the he went to school from his grandma's house. He's. I think King. The way, I think everything King is trying to say is just coming off. Um, he's using the wrong words, I feel like. Okay, all right. It's very interesting how the whole family is just doing interviews all of a sudden. They're on all these podcasts. Usually they're, you don't hear from the family at all. Domani barely does interviews, so that's very, very interesting to see that. Um, but I don't know. I feel like at this point they're probably just doing something different. Like, Domani's doing his music. He has his own little vibe. King is doing his music. But we also have to remember, too, that all these kids have different moms. 
So Domani and Messiah, they have their mom. Then you have King, whose mom is tiny. So I think maybe the mothers also play a part in this as well. And them being raised in different households, going to different schools, you know. So good luck to them, though. But it's just weird to, like, see the whole family, like, interviewing and talking so much about this situation. Now, I see a lot of y'all want me to talk about Jeezy and Jeannie. So I'll talk about that real quick before I go. And it looks like this stream isn't freezing up. So I think I might have, I have a suspicion on what was causing the freeze. It just hit me today. So let me pull up this Jeezy situation real quick here. Give me just a second. Oh, knock this down. Okay. So Jeezy and Jeannie are trending again. Let me pull this up here. Okay, so Jeannie Mai has responded to Jeezy's divorce petition, and she is more than insinuating he cheated on her and claims that they will have a huge effect on their prenup and division of assets. So according to TMZ, Jeannie um, insinuates that her estranged husband is guilty of infidelity, her lawyers write. The wife reserves the right to amend this counterclaim and to add other grounds for divorce, but which the wife does not wish to specific to specify <laughs> wish to specify herein at the time in hopes that the matter can be resolved without having to disclose such conduct publicly. But it gets even more pointed. Wife further shows that the court should enforce paragraph eight of the prenuptial agreement regarding infidelity, which provides a permanent part, a permanent part that in the event either party engages in sexual relations, an emotional relationship, or is emotionally or sexually suggestive in communications with a third party via all forms of electronic communications, including but not limited to texting, sexting, FaceTiming, social media, and our direct message shall result in significant financial penalty upon, upon the adulterous party. In other words, she's accusing Jeezy of being unfaithful and claiming he got to cough up a bunch of dough. As a result, the docs do not say who exactly Jeezy was allegedly banging, talking to, or seeing. <laughs> Damn! So she is putting it all out there that basically Jeezy cheated on her. And she wants that bag. She wants the money. Um, we still need more proof, though. We gotta, she got to bring receipts. She can't just say that, you know, he cheated. She got to bring receipts. At this point, I don't care. Just like with Kiki and Darius, I'm sitting back sipping tea. This is, you know... This is Jeezy's business. Him and G uh, Jeannie, they got to figure it out. You know what I mean? He thought that, you know, he had one better. Make sure y'all keep that same energy because y'all love to be like, oh, if it was a black woman and black women this and that, she's on her shit too. She says she's leaving with a bag. She's not coming empty-handed, okay? So it's going to be very interesting to see, like, what all comes out of this, if he's willing to pay her off or she has to fight him in court and put all the tea out there. But um, I have no dog in this fight at all let the asian women you know what i'm saying support their sister <laughs> okay and have her back and make videos i have no dog in this fight i'm just here to sip tea okay so good luck to the both of them um and their situationship at this point y'all want to talk about beyonce being light-skinned okay 
So we've all seen the pictures of Beyonce. I'm not going to lie. When I first saw it, I thought um, it was Kim Kardashian because she looked like super light. But she's coming out and saying that it's the makeup and all this stuff. Let me see if there's an update on it. Okay, now it's public. Now it's now it's going mainstream. So CNN is even talking about this. Let me share my screen really quick. So CNN is saying Beyonce's platinum renaissance look was triggering for some in the black community. Here's why. The recent debate over Beyonce's appearance at the Los Angeles premiere of her new film made one thing clear that even as a, as a cultural a, uh, icon, she can't escape the legacy of racism and colorism in America. The superstar nearly broke the internet this week when images emerged of the singer in a silver gown with platinum hair and many perceived to be a lighter skin tone. While Queen Bee wakes up flawless and appearances may have been enhanced by lighting used by the event, this look didn't go over well by some black people. The critics largely appearing on posts on Instagram ranged from people accusing Beyonce of bleaching her skin to others assuming that she chose pale makeup and lighting to look like a white woman. Where did her melanin go? One user wrote on Instagram under a popular post um, account, The Shade Room. I don't like how they lightened her skin. Beyonce is a black woman, another user wrote. The backlash prompted Tina Knowles to come to her daughter's defense calling the criticism and attacks stupid and ignorant, self-hating and racist. So and we saw that post that she made. Um, even Jules, the nephew, agreed with the post as well. So yes, Beyonce is light-skinned. We all know that um, Beyonce is Creole. I do feel like the lighting was being used, you know, like really harsh to make her look lighter. I do feel like, I'm not going to lie, I do feel like Beyonce does go out her way to make herself look kind of light. Um, cause this is not the first controversy. I remember like back in 2009, there was a L'Oreal controversy where she made herself look, well, I'm not going to say she, but L'Oreal made her look really white and ambiguous where it almost didn't look like her. And that caused a lot of backlash. Let me see if I can find that. I mean, this was like years ago. Okay. I found the picture. Let me share that. Y'all remember this back in the day? This was like back in like 2008. And L'Oreal denies whitening Beyonce's skin. So she went through this controversy already. So my thing is, if you've already gone through this, you would think she'd be more careful as to not have herself looking whitewashed. You know, and I get it. Platinum blonde hair will make you look even lighter, especially under certain lights. But this isn't the first time. So I, I don't know. I just feel like low-key... All these folks be doing stuff to go viral, you know, because they know social media, they're going to get in their feelings, they're going to get mad about certain things. So I wouldn't be surprised if she, you know, chose that super white look to look lighter for controversy so people go watch the film. Because again, like I said, she was already under scrutiny years ago. So you would think she would learn from that. Now, I'm not saying that she can't go blonde or platinum blonde. That's her business. But there's certain things, you know, where she can go platinum blonde, but still bring out her true complexion, okay? Because, you know, Janice Combs, ain't nobody more platinum blonde than Janice Combs. And she's never going to look as blonde as Beyonce. <laughs> I'm so messy.
Don't nobody wear a platinum blonde wig more than Janice Combs, honey. Okay? At all. So there's ways that you can still keep, you know what I'm saying, a little bit of melanin and wear that platinum blonde. Okay, here goes Janice here. It is almost 5.30. The stream did not crash. I'm so happy. We had over 9,000 people in the house, y'all. This has been a wonderful stream. I know it was last minute. I never stream on a Saturday. So thank y'all so much for just coming through last moment and just, you know, supporting my stream and supporting my platform. Thank you to everybody who sent the super chat. Um, I know there's still some more coming in. Uh, let's see here. T, did you talk about 50 Cent is making a surviving... Diddy documentary, it's been confirmed by page six. No, I did not, I didn't know he was actually gonna make it. Um, what's very interesting about 50 Cent talking all this stuff about Diddy, do y'all notice, and this is not me trying to be messy, he's awfully quiet about his homeboy, DJ Envy. Now, DJ Envy has been accused of scamming folks. You got folks out here crying on the news about, you know, their money. Um, they're not able to pay their rent, their mortgage. 50 Cent is very quiet about his homeboy, DJ Envy. But got all the smoke for Diddy. I'm just saying. If you're going to keep your foot on Diddy's neck, also keep your foot on alleged scammers as well, 50. So, he's not ready for that conversation. But he does have a lot of smoke for Diddy. But I'm going to be here for it, though. I'm still going to watch it. Don't get me wrong. If I can watch Surviving R. Kelly, I'm definitely going to watch Surviving Diddy. Put on by 50 Cent. But I also feel like 50 Cent also needs to talk about his homeboy and his situation as well. Real Housewives. Everybody keeps saying that. What is going I have. I have to catch up. I have not watched Real Housewives of Potomac. I'm on like the second episode. I have to catch up, y'all. I'm sorry. I've been so busy getting everything together for this party. So I will try and binge watch it this weekend. And then maybe do a video. Because y'all know I love Real Housewives of Potomac. So I don't want to speak on it because I, I I don't know. I'm only on the second episode um, with Robin and her husband. You know, their affair coming out. But I don't know what else is going on. So I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, let's see here. Paula Dean Senfai says, I thought it was a look alike who went viral. I have certifications in Adobe Photoshop. Looking at the red tint in the armpits, it looks like lighting. Yeah, she definitely did something. She definitely did something. So on that note, you guys, thank you guys so much. Have a good weekend. I will talk to y'all later. I'll be back this week with some more videos. Love you guys. Bye, everyone.